Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, how are you guys doing today? I know that Dan. Good morning. Uh, Dan and, uh, and your family has had some COVID issues. How's he doing? Uh, he's doing okay. He's still kind of hanging on. I was telling you, we're we're wondering maybe if he has a combination of the COVID and and the flu, um, <laughs> just because. Uh, the the way it's acting because it's not he's hanging on to this fever a little longer than oh. normal so he's tired of it he's over it <laughs> um, <laughs> not loving this but um, so he's not able to uh, go to work huh he's got to uh... no he's doing everything remote you know so and and he can do that but he is sleeping a lot too just the fever is kind of wiping him out yeah so. yeah yeah well uh, interesting stuff huh we've we've seen that. Uh... It's spreading uh, worldwide, um, as we've talked about it. So it's right. It uh, does. Where we're at, it seems to be that the numbers have hit their peak and that we're on our way back down now. Okay. Um, so New England area has um, the you know the things that they're tracking, and that I guess they even track the wastewater. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if you've seen some of those diagrams, but they say that's a pretty accurate way because not everybody's testing. That's a way they can tell. Um, how much is in the wastewater in the cities and stuff. And isn't that horrible? <laughs> but anyway, it has declined greatly, apparently, according to the wastewater. Okay, okay. well, that's good. <laughs> Interesting measurement, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've, uh, you know, we've been talking this week <clears throat> on uh, overcoming wor- uh, worry, fear, and anxiety. Uh, and as we're trying to summarize and get to the conclusion of this, uh, we talk, we've been talking through Zechariah 8, uh, which mm-hmm. is really a beautiful statement that he makes. Uh, and again, he makes it to the remnant. And we've defined the remnant uh, as those that have a heart to follow God. Uh, there's really nothing else that determines the remnant. I just have a heart to follow God, as opposed to, by the way. And he's, remember, he's, he's separating his children uh, from those that don't really care. Right, uh, right. I mean, I'm going to operate in the self, and, and Paul, remember, speaks about this, of uh, that if we uh, are living in the carnal or the flesh or the self, we are have put to death the, the power of the Spirit, we're at enmity against God, and we cannot please God. So it, he segments us as believers into, do you have a heart to follow me and let me be the king in my kingdom? Right. And surrender your will to mine, deny self, take up the cross and follow me. Or are you deciding on your own, you're going to run your own life? Um, yeah. And so he separates. It reminds me directly back to Colossians 3, 1 and 2. You yeah. know, Since then you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, right. where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So in the throne room, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. That's that's that definition. You know, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, if you got your Bible there, jump over to Ephesians uh, 2, uh, 1 to 5. And he, t- he, tells, he tells us something about 
Set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Okay, read read that and, and, and we'll see something really cool. Two, uh, one to five, you said? Yeah, Ephesians two, one to five. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love which he loved, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Yeah, and keep going, one more verse. And raised us up uh, together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, you know, when, and it's really, we've been trying to express this, but he basically defines, as he, as you just read in Colossians, set your mm -hmm. mind on things above where Christ is seated. And then he tells us in Ephesians, and we also uh, have this in other, other places in Scripture, but um, will we have already been seated with him now right. in that place? So really what he's saying is, uh, and we've tried to help, help define this, is even when we talked about obedience, is... Are you with him? See, um, mm -hmm. he says, well, I brought you with me. Um, I've raised you with me to this place where you have access mm -hmm. to have authentic processing with me and listen to my instruction, listen to my promise and and let me give you and I'll call, you know, we've talked about it. But we'll come back to that in Zechariah, I'll cause you to uh, uh, possess that. Right. Um, and he says, and this is this is a beautiful thing is that well, what does that really mean? He just says, well, I'm I'm seated at the right hand of the father. And I brought you with me. So he basically says the reason that you don't experience it is you you walk away from it or you neglect it. And right. you don't and you don't understand the privilege that you have, which is to be with me in the heavenly place in the spiritual realm surrendered to the kingdom and surrendered to your your will to mine god speaking where now we can discuss process you right. can hear listen and i'll cause you to be mm -hmm. obedient even when it's a struggle for you right uh, right why well because i've given you that privilege to sit with me in the heavenly place um mm -hmm. so uh it's it's a remarkable truth uh, and this, you know, and we won't go into in a great detail here, but um, Ephesians and Colossians particularly tells us that, see, heaven and earth are a unit. Uh, he created heaven and earth. Interesting enough, and actually we'll get into this in the end time study when we finish it, is he creates a new heaven and earth. It's a new, it's a new place that is a unit. Uh, so the place we live on today, we say, yeah, we live on earth. We live in the world. As a believer, and this is, this is where the demarcation is, there's a choice, opportunity to join him in now living in the heavenly place. Right. While on where, earth. While on earth, while it's operating yes. in both places, he says, because my kingdom operates from the spiritual realm, which is superior to the natural 
I can change things. That's why nothing, he says, nothing is too difficult for me. That's why he says, I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee you that I'll resolve it because I, I, have, the, I have the power to, but it all happens in my kingdom. Um, and because heaven and earth are, are really a unit. Um, and he said, that's where I live. Come and live with me there. Uh, and we will see your, your stuff of the world get resolved. You have a choice as a believer not to live there. You can just live in the world where you're outside of the power of God and uh, you're at enmity against God and the enemy has more power over you and all the bad things that are going to happen, which are typically going to happen, by the way, can get worse or can get prolonged, can get prolonged. So, yeah, it's a really interesting uh, statement that you made there of, you know, where are you going to set your mind? Um, Right. And do you have a heart to follow God or not? It's really kind of a simple demarcation. Uh, mm-hmm. And God keeps saying to us, "If I was you, I would." <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's keep revisiting here, uh, Zechariah. One, um, one, if you have that up, uh, one, let's read it again. This is Zechariah eight, uh, eleven through twenty, and then uh, we can uh, kind of pick up where we left off yesterday. But sure. if, if you want to read that whole thing, let, let's remind everybody of it. Okay. But now I will not deal with the remnant of this people as in the former days, declares the Lord of Hosts. For there shall be a sowing of peace. The vine shall give its fruit and the ground shall give its produce and the heavens shall give their due. And I will cause the remnant of these people to possess all these things. And as you have been a byword of cursing among the nations, O house of Judah and house of Israel, so will I save you and you shall be a blessing. Fear not, but let your hands be strong. For thus says the Lord of hosts, as I purposed to bring disaster to you when your fathers provoked me to wrath and I did not relent, says the Lord of hosts, so again have I purposed in these days to bring good to Jerusalem and to the house of Judah, fear not. These are the things that you shall do. Speak the truth to one another, render in your gates judgments that are true and make for peace. Do not devise evil in your hearts against one another or love no fa- and love no false oath. For all these things I hate, declares the Lord, And the word of the Lord of hosts came to me saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, the fast of the fourth month of the fifth month and the fast of the seventh and the fast of the 10th shall be to the house of Judah seasons of joy and gladness and cheerful feast. Therefore love truth and peace. Thus says the Lord of hosts, people shall yet come even the inhabitants of many cities. Yeah, and if you got the next verse, go ahead and read that too. Um, I don't have okay. that one up. I have them printed okay. up. Okay, that's good. All right. I can we'll, pull it up if you want. That's uh, right. We'll get to that. Um, okay. So um, he says, I remember I'm speaking to the remnant. We've defined what that is, and, and you help clarify that is, well, do you have a heart to follow God? Right. Um, put your mind on following him. Set your desire on him. Uh, he said, if you do, uh, he says, I promise you. Uh, and remember, this is a this is speaking to a group of people that were in difficulty and not experiencing, uh, you know, typical uh, blessing of God. Who are gonna who are gonna be put in a position where they're gonna be restored? Uh, so he says, "My word will will achieve what it says. So what I speak will happen. Uh, your ground will increase. Your circumstances will be resolved." The Holy Spirit, the dew from heaven, is going to refresh you along right. the way, and you'll you'll have hope and excitement. Uh, and then the fruit of the vine will be will be produced because you're connected. Uh, and again, my transformation of you and my changing of your circumstances will be fulfilled. 
uh, and he says, I promise you this, and I'm going to cause you, and you and I had, had the great discussion, I'm going to cause you to possess it. Uh, how? Stay with me, even when you're struggling with following me, which is okay. Right. He says, I don't mind that. I just need you to stay with me. <laughs> right, right. And then, I, and then I'll, I'll show you and prove, convince you and process with you so, so you to see, receive and experience. Oh, okay. I got it. Uh, yep, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that. Um, then he says, um, um, I'm determined to do this good to you. You can count on it. It's absolute. going to happen. Uh, so the issues that we talk about is going to cause us worry, fear, and anxiety. Are He said, I understand them. Uh, and I understand why you feel that way. Um, I want you to understand, God speaking, I'm going to resolve it. Um, I'm going to take care of this. Um, I am determined to do this. Uh, he said now, and then he says in verse 16, he said, <laughs> here's what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and he says, remember, speak the truth. And we mm-hmm. talked about the aspect of uh, you start with speaking, what do you know about this? And what do you think about this? What do you feel about this? What do you believe about this? Um, help each other do that. Listen to each other. Uh, then he says, um, stay at the gate until you get a decision. And the decision will be righteous and it'll be uh, uh, positive, the shalom, favor. Um, I'll deliver to you the, the understanding of this. And, and it implies, by the way, that you need other people around you. Uh, your spouse, your friends, your inner circle, what we call your sacred assembly. Uh, have people join you to help confirm it. Um, uh, and then he says, um, uh, I want you to uh, not think evil of your, of your neighbor. And again, the, the word there is, don't you get dragged down into the things that annoy, frustrate, and irritate. Uh, don't let them stay there. And don't, right. you, don't you go to judgment as to your determination as, well, I know, I know why you have that problem because you deserve, <laughs> deserve it. Mm, uh, no, yeah. no, no. He said, that's not your role. Uh, don't you go to judgment because he says, I need you to be my messenger, which is what? Mm-hmm. God's going to resolve this. Right. You need to, do you believe it? And can you speak it? Right, and, and walking them. with them back to God's word and yeah. see what he has to say. Uh, yeah. and, and, and sympathize with them and, and have compassion and empathy. Uh, but don't, I, in, in a sense, and this is true about God, see, God loves us too much to mm-hmm. leave us there. Right, He's, right. He says, well, my heart is to deliver to you the promised land, to deliver you the covenant. Um, and he talked about, remember, the Israelites that wouldn't go. He was, he was angry mm-hmm. for 40 years. Right. And he was grieved. You know, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Well, why? Right. He wanted him... so much more from yeah. <laughs> He had other plans he for He says, them. I know. And this is, see, this is cool from God. He says, I know what is going to bless you. Mm-hmm. I understand the circumstance you're in. And I have an answer for your circumstance that is personal. Uh, one. Two, I can deliver it. Mm-hmm. See, I've got the power to deliver it, um, it's not. It's not. I hope we can maneuver correctly through it. It's right. that, it's that I'm going to speak to this, and I can change circumstances. I can make things mm. happen on your behalf. So he 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 in a sense. Remember uh, Jesus when he was in Nazareth. Um, 
he said he could not do miracles there because right. of their unbelief. And the word there, he said he was, uh, it's, it's in the English, it says amazed. Basically, in the, in the Greek, it's he was dumbfounded in saying, here I am, here to perform miraculous stuff, and you, and you aren't even willing to receive that, and you're preventing me from fulfilling what I have to do and want to do for you. He said, I'm dumbfounded by that. Um, so that as we look at our circumstances and our problems and our issues, he says, well, I'm gonna resolve it, and I can. <laughs> so, so he says, uh, why, now, why, why don't you wanna come with me? Uh, uh, and I'm gonna keep encouraging you to say, come with me, come with me, come with me. And that's why he says to us, you learn this, and then you assist others. And don't right. let them, don't let them, I love you too much, and I, and, and I want you to love them the same way I love them, is don't let them stay there by saying, well, that's too bad, or I feel sad for you, or I'm gonna just comfort you while you're comforted, and the best comfort you can give is, wait, by the way, God can resolve this. Right, uh, let's right. Go. Let's go. Uh, and then he says, don't love a false oath, um, so that uh, don't act like you're going to help them and don't. Mm -hmm. uh, don't say you're going to do things and never follow through. And not follow through, with, right. With a lack of integrity because you're too busy. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't really ever get to it. Uh, you, don't, you don't catch up with them. Uh, they're ready, but ne mm -hmm. you're not. And they said, well, uh, the burden is on you at that point that, to honor what you say. Now, by the way, this is, this is also kind of cool. When you say something... What, why are you saying it? Well, because that's what I heard from God. Uh, so it's not even me uh, coming up. And by the way, God can, can alert you um, to uh, you know, this issue of, uh, let's say, margin. God, right. God says, well, I, I want you to relax. I want you to be refreshed. I want you to have space. Um, and there's even pastors uh, and people in the, in the ministry that they never take a break. Right. They, they never they never are part of why the burnout rate is yeah. so high. Yeah. Yeah. So God can speak to that and say, actually, my assignment for you now mm -hmm. is I need you to rest. I need you to take a break. Don't worry. We'll come back to there's plenty of people that are going to require you and, and uh, have you help them. But at the moment, um, I don't want you to spend so much energy on what you think is a good idea. Right. But rather, which is I, why it's so important we're getting those instructions from him yeah. so that he is leading us and we're stepping into where he's calling us and not assuming that every opportunity is an assignment. We right. need our assignments from him. Right, right. And then and then he tells us how to do it so that, um, you know, for me, because of, of the opportunity I have where I'm not working full time and I have, you know, of course, ministry stuff, but um, I can schedule Mm -hmm. things enough far out uh, and do it around a schedule that doesn't encroach upon my margin. So right. that if somebody says, okay, I'm ready to process, I can say, okay, I can, I can uh, talk to you a week from now, you know, at eight, eight thirty in the morning. Okay, sure. Um, usually, and sometimes it's, it's, there's a few urgent things like, man, I, I guess right. I need to talk right now. Okay. Uh, that's fine. But generally speaking, you don't. Um, so he just shows us how to do that. And, you know, particularly for uh, Linda, 
which I've had to learn, <laughs> learn um, is, you know, she, she doesn't want me to interrupt dinner. And she and sheer preferences, unless it's really urgent, she said, I would like you not to do phone calls after dinner. Right. Not during dinner that's, or that's after That's your after time dinner. together. That's yeah. our time together. And uh, so we processed that. And again, I, the way we'd gotten in there is that I had inadvertently been doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, I, because of the heart I have, I was thinking, well, isn't this a good idea? Um, and look at what I'm doing to help somebody. And then Linda and the, right. kid, Linda and the kids came and to me. And it's easy to add that all back in like that, is. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Linda and the kids came to me and said, we'd like to talk to you about something. Okay, what? Mm. Uh, you're dishonoring us when mm. you get up from the table and take a phone call. Or when we're, when we're together at, uh, after dinner and you go get occupied with somebody else. We know what you're doing. Uh, we know, and right. so that's, we know it's not, that's not you're doing a bad thing. It's just what you're doing is dishonoring us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got, could you be willing to change it? Yeah, I get it. I understand it. I receive that. Uh, thank you, Father, for helping me understand it. Uh, yes. Um, and so then I actually had to go through and I called everybody and said, uh, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't change the I, schedule. <laughs> yeah, I can't do any more uh, dinner or after dinner. Uh, we got to come up with a different way. And it was really interesting because everybody said, yeah, sure. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can work that out. Uh, and it was it was a false burden on me mm-hmm. that need, didn't need to be there. And, and again, through the, through my wife and, and the kids who, and, and it's, you know, make sure you keep honoring that and stay with it and uh, don't, don't schedule things afterwards, you know, so I have to make sure that I don't. Right. Um, and God will see, God will direct it as to what you can handle. What's the best way for you? Um, you know, what's different for Linda and I, you know, being empty nesters is going to be different from a couple that's got little kids. Right. Uh, absolutely. And the energy that's going to take and, you know, you, you, you're not going to have a lot of capacity to, to maybe minister to other people, maybe one or two, right. not as many as Rich and Linda. But uh, so it's not about the more, the better. Uh, it's based upon what is God saying. Right. For the now to and give what us, he's calling you into in this moment. Yeah. yeah. And so when we talk about don't love a false oath, it means that we have processed through, understood what mm-hmm. God is asking us to do, and we're not ourselves taking on the burden of that. Where I can't either perform it, or it causes right. me to, to lose my joy or my peace or my mm-hmm. life with my spouse because I've I'm occupied. It so you maybe I'm, I'm fulfilling my oath to these people, but I'm not fulfilling my oath to Linda. Uh, right. It, oh, that's he, interesting. Yeah. He makes that universal. Don't love a false oath. Mm-hmm. Get it goes per- all directions there. All yeah. directions and get everything settled as to what I'm asking you to do. And then, by the way, honor what I'm asking you to do. Mm, that's uh, good. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's, he, he outlines that and basically it's help each other. Uh, and then uh, he goes into this discussion um, of uh, the fast and then turn it into the feast. Okay, now this is a description. This is interesting. Um, in the Jewish culture, uh, they're called feast. So uh, the feast of Passover, the feast of tabernacles, the feast of trumpets, uh, right. the feast of, of uh, uh, repentance. Um, and what they would do, uh, and that's why he puts these together. Uh, 
and he lists the fast. Right. In other words, it's going to happen several times a year. Right. Um, what they and would, this is still a part of the Jewish culture. It, it is. It is of, still, of yes. the Orthodox Jewish culture is still a part of it, um, uh, and they celebrate, you know, uh, Tabernacle and Passover and mm-hmm. uh, trumpets and um, uh, you know the uh, variety of, of feasts. Right. Um, and the way it would function is that the it would be a basically a week long process, mm-hmm. um, and you'd gather together, and it would start with a fast. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, what is your thought about what exactly is a fast? What is that? It's really well in in uh, Hebrew times. A lot of times, it, it definitely involved food. Um, but you know, current days, we don't always see it involving food. A lot of times, it's really just removing distraction of whatever sort, so that we can focus in on God. Yeah, it's about intentional removal of something in order to replace that with God and focusing on seeking him. And it still can be in the form. It's so funny that you're even bringing this up today because literally God just this morning in my abide time called me to a 10 day fast between now and ah. the retreat that we're going to be doing our with our team um, on February 4th because we're taping ahead. But so he called me to a 10 day fast in that and has laid out some instructions and some prayer points. And even in that, um, said, uh, by the way, yeah, I know this is going to be difficult for you. I want it actually to be difficult because that will um, keep your heart dependent on me in these 10 days. And that's where I want you sitting. Yes. Uh, so, you know, so, but that can look like all kinds of different things, depending on I have learned that it's his fast. And so if I, if I know he's calling me to a fast, then my next question is, okay, what am I fasting from and what am I fasting for? Yes. And I let him set the parameters and it doesn't look the same any time that he sets it. Right. It's, it's interesting to see what he does usually. Yeah, um, and it's really, because uh, he said, I know that you're occupied with typical living stuff mm-hmm. um, and you get into a pattern of that. Um, a and those fast, can be distractions. <laughs> yeah, a fast is that I want to break that mm-hmm. and have you give a renewed focus. Yeah. Uh, not on artificial things. So it's not a um, what you would call a liturgy to go through a form. Well, make sure you do all these things and right. do it do it properly. No, it's it's no. I wanna I want you to break and spend some concentrated time with me. And, and it always started, the fast always started with repentance. Right. Um, and the repentance was real simple. Um, I'm coming to you to say, um, I surrender my will to you. Um, I know that I've tended to go to the natural, I've tended to go to the flesh, uh, but I really wanna uh, learn, uh, sitting with you in the heavenlies at the right hand of the Father, um, I know I want to have dialogue with you, and I know you have something to say to me. So that um, it was always around uh, listening, processing, and it was like you say, it's unique. There's not a system to it. It's right. it's taking a break. I'm willing to hear, um, and I'm going to take some concentrated time, mm-hmm. uh, breaking from television or breaking from food, uh, meal, uh, or breaking from... Uh, something that social I social media sometimes social media yeah. or uh, I, I bring work home and I'm gonna I'm not gonna do that to, uh, this week mm-hmm. um, so 
it's not there again there's no formula to it it's just taking a break mm -hmm. from the routine and concentrating on I'm going to spend some concentrated time with God listening that's why you got to have your your Bible and your journal uh, like you're right, going to go right. you're going to go through is okay what do you have to say to me and then he said um, do that multiple times a year um, and then it turns into from fast it turns into he uses the word what feast Okay, now how does that happen? What do you mean? What does he mean by hey? It turned. It starts out as a fast, and it turns into a feast. Because it's the abundance of fruit that he brings from the fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and, they literally the the Jewish people literally celebrated with a big feast at the end of it. Yeah. Um, with with food and everything, but I think it is also very symbolic of the fruit that he produces that comes as a result of the fasting. Yeah, um, and and you use the right word is that when he's talking about it is that every single time mm -hmm. I'm asking you to take a break, repent, come and spend time with me, the outcome mm -hmm. is gonna be celebration. Yes. Um, because, now think, think about this. Um, we're talking about overcoming worry, fear, and anxiety. Okay, why would you celebrate? Because he's going to overcome my worry, fear, and anxiety. Yeah, because he's he, going to bring resolution. He's going to speak. Things. He's going to speak to it, and together, and that's why celebration. Uh, he was always as a group. Is we're going to release the heaviness. We're going to release the thought of what about this problem, because it's going to be put in perspective and. It's going to be lifted because you're going to hear what God's going to speak and do, and you can celebrate now even before it happens, um, and do that together, starting out with the fast that turns into celebration. Why? Well, because God shows you, convinces you, and, and demonstrates to you the promises, and that's what they would do. See, they would they would they would read the word together. They would listen to the covenant. Right. They would be reminded. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, we got these problems, but God says, um, and they'll celebrate. Uh, so he says, let it turn into, and then he says through that, and by the way, practice that several times a year, you know, and, and get, get into that pattern, uh, as God so calls you. He says, um, the outcome is to love truth and shalom to love truth and shalom. Okay, now, why would he add that, do you think? Yeah, I want you to fast, I'm gonna have you celebrate, and the outcome, I want you to love truth and shalom. What, why, why is he speaking that? In that place, you'll, as we, as we fast, and then he delivers the fruit, I think you'll, loving truth and peace um, will keep us pursuing his truth because in his truth is where peace is found also right you know that the two go together but he wants us to develop such an appetite for seeking his truth because in that place his peace his fruit is where he brings resolution right and and that's he wants to literally fasting changes our appetite for the things of god yeah yeah and so he says as you do this um you'll start to understand my answers come from the truth. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. from you, what you understand uh, that starts with, remember he said it starts with you speaking your truth mm-hmm. and then having a heart to let me show you what is fully true. Right, uh, about which the, often uh, resets what we started with. <laughs> yeah, uh, about the very issue you've got uh, so that uh, instead of you saying, well, I need to, Mm-hmm. or I'm going to solve it this way, or I'm going to try this. He says, well, let me reveal truth to you so that you begin to understand is, oh, that's what's going on here. That's what you're going to, uh, how you're going to resolve this. This is what you will need me to understand about this. Um, uh, and I keep seeking truth and shalom, which means uh, the truth is going to turn into favor, extreme, extreme favor, shalom. I'm going to give you the covenant life uh, because as you go through fasting, winding up in feasting, you'll recognize that my truth leads to the answer and you're going to rejoice and you're going to love it all the time. See, you're going to say, well, why would I not do that all the time? Right, right. Because it leads me to shalom uh, and these things are resolved and, and so I'm going to practice it. Um, and so um, he lays this beautiful thing out is Keep, keep seeing what's the truth, what's the truth, what's, be open to new information, uh, knowing that his answer is gonna lead to shalom, uh, favor. Um, I, have, I have a resolution to it. Um, and then as you read, um, he says, uh, 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 what's gonna happen? What are, what are people around you gonna, gonna do? What, what does it say there? You read that. People shall come. I do have that last verse now. Do you want me to go ahead and read 20 and 21 again then? Okay. Um, Thus says the Lord of hosts, people shall yet come, inhabitants of many cities. The inhabitants of one city shall go to another saying, let us continue to go and pray before the Lord and seek the Lord of hosts. I myself will go also. Yeah. Um, uh, And he says, um, they're going to join you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is interesting, um, not be interesting enough, not because of you, but because why? What they've seen happening. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> is that, uh, well, I see everything that you have, have walked with me and spoken. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen in reality. Uh, right. And so could I come and be part of that? Interesting enough, not because of you, but because of God. Right. Why right. Not? And that's, that is that thing. I tell you, when we exalt God, I know we've had this conversation so many times before, but I think so often we think we have to dress God up and put him on a pedestal and make him relatable and digestible to everyone around us, that, that it's palatable, that it's okay. And we don't, we just need to show, elevate God, you know, lift the banner and let them see who he is and they will be drawn. Yeah. You know, yeah. simply by us going to him and him being God. Yeah. And when you say elevate, how would you elevate God? By by giving him glory and honor and and credit for what's going on, for simply honestly witnessing. Yeah. And by witnessing, sharing what we're experiencing. Yeah, exactly. Not so, what I saw for somebody else, but what I experienced. When I share that, I elevate God. Right. Um, and what, what do you see? What do we share? Well, I bear witness to, I have issues. Mm-hmm. I, have, I mean, think about whenever you're in a small group. Yeah. Um, almost all the time, there is a, a time when somebody said, what do you want us to pray for? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Why? Well, because everybody's got stuff. Right. That are right. Going, that's going on. Um, I got an issue. I got a problem. I got a health issue. I got a business issue. I've got a financial issue. I've got this. I've got that. I've got my kids. I've got you know all kinds of stuff. Um, I'd like you to pray for that. Um, what happens is it kind of stops there. Mm. Okay, give me your list. Yeah. Okay, we pray for a few minutes. Right. God, take care of it. And then we meet again in two weeks. And it's, well, I got the same problem. And woe is me. But keep praying for that. Okay. And we pray and we Mm -hmm. pray and we pray. And really, we're given a wish list. And then if you listen to the prayers, (laughs) it's it's people telling God what he needs to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Will you you please rubber stamp this idea that I have? Here's here's (laughs) a way for you to do that. I I know you need the help. You know, let me tell you what to do and how to do it and when Mm -hmm. to do it. Um, And see, God says, we got it all backwards is um, I'm going to resolve it. I have Mm -hmm. a heart to resolve it, but it has to be resolved with you walking with me, not asking me to do what you want. Right. Uh, Right. And so what do we bear witness to? Well, if I share, okay, I've got, I have an issue. Uh, we just had one, we had a small group uh, this last weekend and there was a health issue that came up. Um, mm-hmm. And so we prayed and said, okay, Father, what do you have to say about this? And God said, well, here's what I'm gonna do. And we talked about it, we discussed it, we confirmed it. And then we said, you said God, and we're gonna ask you to fulfill what you said. Mm-hmm. Two days later, health issues resolved. Uh, wow, super love nat- it. Supernaturally. You know? Yeah. Um, well, we can bear witness to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, God did. God did. God did. Um, so as we bear witness, he said, what will happen is what? People will want to come and learn this, not because of you. But, but be- because they see God. Because they see the work of God in reality, yeah. in real stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not hypothetical. It's not hypocritical either. It's not... Right. God is, God is, God is. And then people say, well, you say God is loving and cares about me, but I see everybody around me suffering. Um, and I don't see any victory and I don't see any transformation. I don't see any great things happening. So it seems to me it's kind of hollow. And God said, yeah, I know, because you're trying to speak about me. You're not experiencing me. Um, and what I need is marketers who are saying, I'm willing to receive it, live it, and experience it. And when you do, what do you want to do? Bear witness. Right, uh, right. To, to the truth, you know, to those around you. Uh, and he said, as a result, people will come. So like, um, you know, Lynn and I, uh, we shared this where, you know, we started out uh, 2001 with a, sing- a single retreat um, huh. that was given to us ad hoc by God. But it was so powerful that people said, my goodness, um, what happened to you? These are couples that came to our first retreat, which is, you know, just a vacation. Uh, But God gave us this opportunity. And, uh, well, I learned how to abide. Uh, And I started seeing things happen. Right. Uh, Well, can we learn that too? Uh, Now, they didn't care. They didn't even know who I was. So right. they, what, they didn't care about us at they all. They were attracted to what God was doing they and how he was moving. They could see what God yeah. was up to. Could we do that too? Yeah, sure. So we did it again. And then we did it again. Mm-hmm. And we did it again. And 
uh, and here we've got thousands of people now that have gone through right. it and are, and are continuing to go through it. Not, and, and now it, you have leaders everywhere who are, you know, it's just rippling out yeah, all and, over. And yeah. it's just like uh, what happens with, with you and your groups and, and me and our groups is that, you know, somebody will say, um, I came to a retreat. I learned this. I see mm-hmm. the, the life of this. It's, it's happened right. to me. I've got friends that would like to learn this. Could we do a retreat you know, with them? And that's how it goes. We've never promoted, because it's not a form. It's, if it's real, well, people will see it's real and they'll wanna come. And that's what he's trying to say here is that part of the, of the purpose of God uh, having us work through what causes us worry, fear, and anxiety is for him to resolve it, really, that we and we see it and then we tell people about it automatically because it's so exciting and people will say well how does that work huh? see there's no magic to it there's no well formula we got to do these five things right. it's like well why don't you come and walk with god i'll help you i'll help you do that and by the way i guarantee that god will resolve your problems right. um, well that attracts people uh mm-hmm. which is which is how i get i get a lot of requests uh, that, that said, hey, somebody told me that you have a different perspective on my problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, my church keeps basically saying, yeah, you're gonna. That's tough. That's the way it's gonna be. But I heard you. You guys have something different. Yeah. Right. Uh, what? I guarantee you, God will resolve it. You can guarantee me, God. <laughs> yeah, I can, <laughs> because I know God. See, I know I'm experiencing mm-hmm. it, and it, it happens to me all the time. And you're seeing Him do it constantly. Yeah. Um, and so he'll do it for you. Now, interesting enough, and we talked about this, I don't know I don't know the answer. Right. But I know who will give the answer. And, and mm-hmm. what I'm going to help you do is to learn how to walk with him, which mm-hmm. we've talked about, become part of the remnant, mm-hmm. have a heart to follow, sit with him, walk with him. He'll cause you to be obedient, and you'll see it. And when it's resolved, you'll... <laughs> You'll, you'll be one of his best marketers and people around you mm-hmm. will say, is that possible for me? And right. God will ask, right. you, ask you to give it away. Um, so uh, it, it's a remarkable thing. So everything, every, everything we're trying to say here uh, to our audience is um, don't let the, the worries, the fears, the anxieties of life crush you, but go the other direction and say, no, it's possible and that's why, again, uh, and we're more than happy to, even even specifically, um, if you've got something that you need to, to process with us, uh, is you know send it on our website or uh, go to questions uh, at afjministry.com, go on the YouTube, uh, even even email us and say, well, this is my particular issue, right? Um, and I'd like some assistance on that, or what do I do? How do I approach it? Uh, hopefully we've given you, uh, you know, and we'll finish uh, uh, here as we go into Psalm 145 and God's uh, statement about what it all means. But um, we want you to be encouraged that it's real. God will resolve it. We've given you um, a way to pursue that. And if you do, it will happen. And, and if you need some help, you know, we can help you. And particularly uh, this idea of the sacred assembly, get people around you that right. are, are going to walk with you. So uh, we'll pick this up again uh, 
tomorrow or next week, I guess it will be uh, after we have guests uh, tomorrow. Yeah, and then, we'll have uh, guests tomorrow and then End Times End Friday. Times Friday and so. then we'll, we'll pick this up again uh, next week. But we're going to uh, head toward finishing this series. And then we'll do a little reminder of abiding. And then we'll get into the, the covenant. So Sounds great. Looking yep. forward to it. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And um, looking forward to what God's got ahead for each of us yes. as we press in. Yeah, yeah, amen. Yep. All right. We'll see you later. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.